Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Woo, they didn't already start it in, y'all. They came in hot. I'm feeling the goodness of God, knowing that we are loved, we are cared for, and that we are seen. Um, this morning, we are, as it said, uh, the video said, behind the music. My name is Joy Bay. I'm the women's pastor on staff. So good to see all your faces this morning. Um, I am excited. Before I get into what I'm going to preach about, because I'm like this. I'm ready. Um, but I just want to encourage you, if you weren't here last week, uh, to check out David's message on Jubilee. It really was talking about um, what Jubilee is, and it's just a celebration of freedom, a celebration of rest. So go check that out. So as I said, this morning, I'm going to be talking through the song, The Goodness of God. And, you know, it, it was so interesting for me to find out that the writer of this song, her name is uh, Jen, um, when she wrote it, it was actually an expression of like um, thanks and uh, praise to God because they had just finalized their um, fourth adoption. Um, and so I don't know if you ever, if you know a little bit about adoption, but just going through the processes, it can be very taxing. And so um, she said she was driving on a road and she was just giving thanks to God. And it was like a few lines that she was able to just sing into her phone. And then that turned into a song. And so for me, honestly, this song has been on my playlist for some time now, um, just needing that reminder of like who he is and how good he is. And so I never knew what the, my personal connection for, um, to it. I mean, some of you know that I am a um, foster mom. I've been a foster mom for over a year and a half. Um, one, she's four years old, and then the other is two, or almost two. And those of you know, raising kids is a tough job in and of itself, right? You know what I mean? You had single and foster and on top of that, it's a, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. And um, it, it's something that has really challenged me in ways I, I really didn't even know was possible. <laughs> I really did not know it was possible. Um, but it, it really has tested like my faith and my dependency upon God. And some of the things that I have weathered the storm of in this journey has been um, this sense of kind of hurry up and wait periods or feeling like you are raising um, kids within the fishbowl and, and feeling like, you know, there's this um, the idea of co-parenting. I don't know if you've ever co-parented before, but I co-parent with the state with the birth parents and with the extended family. And so there's a lot of complications that come with that. And in that, you know, it's been a few times that I, I thought to myself like, ooh, I need, I need a reset. I need a reset of my heart and my emotions. Because at, from time to time I've thought, man, throughout this journey, God, are you good? It really ain't feeling so good right now. Are you good? And here, this um, verse uh, within this song that I've cried out um, in, in those thoughts where it says, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head down. Honestly, more often than not, it was just this verse alone that brought me to a place of like, okay, I know who God is. I know what he's done for me. 
and I know who I am as his daughter. Then I kind of able to come back to that place of kind of, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what this hard, hard this faith journey can be at times, I know his mercy will never fail me, and I know that he is good. It brings me to the truth of um, Psalms 23. Now, the whole of Psalms 23 talks to that, but verse six speaks on, it says, surely your goodness and love, some translation says mercy, uh, will follow me all the days of my life. That is so what I have experienced. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, the goodness of God is so vast and can lead to many questions. My hope for you all today is that I want to give you a few truths, okay? I'm going to give you five truths. And in those truths, I'm hoping that you will see God differently. You will worship him differently, that you would understand what does it truly mean to experience the goodness of God. So our first truth first truth for today is God is good. Like simple. God is good. Now, um, David wrote in Psalms 105, it says, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Now, when David wrote that psalm, he was actually giving praise to God for how God had dealt with Israel, how he um, he had saved Israel. And in this next psalm he wrote, which is um, Psalms 119.68, it says, you are good and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Now, the difference in this psalm, it was it was coming out of a heart of prayer. Psalm 119 is known as one of the longest prayers in the Bible. So, again, we can praise him in the goodness and we can also be praying for the goodness and the understanding. Now, in Luke 18, 19, there was a parable. It was about the rich young ruler. And this is um, a statement from that. It says, why do you call me good? This is Jesus answering. No one is good except for God alone. Now, these again, these words are from the rich young ruler, uh, rich young ruler and we're going to come back to that story later. But again, reminding ourselves that God is good. He's not only good, but he gives goodness. He gives goodness. And one of his expressions of goodness and loving kindness besides Jesus is the Bible. I am so grateful that our Lord God does not leave us to figure out this faith life alone. And I like to add the word crazy faith life because I don't know if y'all experienced the crazy in the walking in faith. But he has given us a blueprint with guiding principles to help us go through the life's ups and downs and turnarounds. Hebrews 4, 12 says, for the word of God is alive and active. It's alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to the divide, it penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. It's alive and active. 
God is so good, he gives goodness. And these next lyrics have been truly the theme of my life. You know, Chauncey was talking about, you know, how many generations or, you know, how many people have gotten me to this point. And I think about like all the generations and what they have been through that I would even be able to stand here on this stage and speak with you guys today. And in those times of goodness, I think to myself, this is what comes out these lyrics. Because all of my life, you have been faithful. All of my life. Now, not all of my life have I known the Lord, but he was faithful before I knew him and he has been faithful after. And it says, you have been faithful. Oh, yes, you have. And all of my life, you have been so so good. I mean, so good. Times when I didn't even know he was being good, his goodness was shown towards me. And it says, with every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing out the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. That leads us to our second truth for today. God's goodness runs after us. It runs after us. You may be thinking, well, what does it look like for God's goodness to run after us? Well, simply one of the major ways is his son, Jesus. Jesus is the fullness of God's love in human form. Romans 5 eight says, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were yet still sinners. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I love how Hosanna Wong um, highlights this verse in the spoken word. We're going to watch that here. Right? Those are powerful words. We are loved. We are loved. He runs after us with his love. He runs after us before we know him, in those moments of decision, and after we know him. He continually runs after us in his love. And, you know, how can we not cry out in praise as we experience that? Those displays of him running after us with this love. Some other demonstrations of him is laid out within this, these lyrics. It says, I love your voice. I love your voice, which means God speaks to us. He desires to speak to us. He desires to make our relationship with him personal. He says, you have led me through the fire. In the darkest night, you are close like no other. He leads us. He protects us. I've known you as a father, and I've known you as a friend. And I live in the goodness of God. Yeah. He counsels us. He knows us intimately. You know, the goodness of God, again, runs after us in the fullness of his love through his son, Jesus. And as a result of that, he desires a response. He doesn't demand a response. He desires a response. And that leads us to the next truth, that the goodness of God prompts a yes. Yes. Yes, when I have a true understanding of that goodness, I often am ready to, to be compelled to not just say yes once, but to be compelled to say yes over and over again throughout the course of my life. Some of you know 
that some years ago, my brother had passed unexpectedly. And I'll never forget that day for a number of reasons. But where it came back to my remembrance as I was studying and preparing is, you know, I had friends and some family come over. They were helping me pack and, um, you know, get ready. And my brother, he was in California. And so they, some bought tickets so that I can, you know, go to California last minute. And I remember just kind of, I had just, it was such a weird day. I, I can't even get into that, but it was such a weird day. And, and part of it was I had just talked to my brother that night before. And so there was this surrealness and my friend's baby had just been born that day. And so there was just like a lot going on. And so I remember that night thinking to myself, like in the hustle and bustle of, you know, being prepared and, you know, crying and grief and trying to be strong at the same time and thinking to myself, like, um, I need to pray. And so I tell my friends, I was like, can we pray? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course we can pray. So, you know, they, they, I sat on, I think it was a seat. We grabbed hands. And I, I can't even tell you right now, somebody started to pray. And I was like, no, I need to pray. I needed the words to come out my mouth at that moment. Because I needed to know that in this moment, in the depths of my pain, in the depths of my grief, in the depths of my sadness, that I am going to say a yes to God. That I am going to continue to say a yes to God. That I am going to grab onto his hands and trust him in this moment. And so, you know, as we, you know, prayed, I prayed, and then they prayed over me. I, I remember being like, okay, all right. And then later, I think it was that early that morning, I got on a plane. And I remember I, I wasn't really just like crying. I don't know how to explain. I've never experienced it before. My face was just leaking. Like it was just this steady stream of tears. And I remember sitting, I was exhausted, and I put my head against the window. And this thought came to me. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Do I believe what I say I believe or I don't? Do I believe that God can meet me in the depths of this pain, in the depths of this sadness and take me where I need to go and comfort me in the places I needed to be comfort? Is my faith strong enough to deal with this? And again, like I said, you know, I had never experienced that pain before. And that's saying a lot, because I haven't been through a lot in my life. But it was so real. And I remember having that moment where I said, I'm saying yes. I say yes to you, Lord. I will continue to say yes to you, Lord God. I will follow you. The goodness of God in hard circumstances, in hard seasons, can often challenge our yes. But in our yes, there is a gift. The gift of yes, as we respond to the Lord, yes, with the surrendered heart, God gives us a greater gift of freedom and reconciliation. In Matthew 16, 24 to 
um, 25, it says, Then Jesus said to disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Throughout my faith journey, I have had opportunities to ask if God did not do another thing for me, is he still good? Because the reality of it is, God has already given us the greatest gift. The greatest gift of his son and the ability to reconcile back into relationship with our father. Another reality is that God is so good that he doesn't stop there. That he meets us each and every time and he gives us goodness and he shows up. And so, you know, for me, in times, it could be through tears. Sometimes it could be a bare, barely whispering. But my answer continues to be yes. In which I love this verse. It sings out what I sing out where I says, with my life, I lay down. I lay it down. I surrender now. I give you everything, everything, Lord, everything, oh, Lord, every single thing. Now, we would not be who we are as far as the church in understanding that there's always two sides, and that's going to be our next truth. There are times that not everyone will respond with a yes. God's goodness does not always lead to a yes. Now, there are many different hindrances that can come against that, but here are the top three that I would say. God's goodness and surrender can often seem counterintuitive. Like, you want me to do what? When? I'm sorry, how? Okay. So we're going to look back at the rich young ruler, his story. Go back to Luke 18. So it says, a certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus like, you know, Jesus, I just feel like Jesus always be gully. He be ready. He's like, why do you call me good teacher? Jesus answered. He's like, no one is good except for God alone. He says, you know the commandments. You should not commit adultery. You should not murder. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. And you know, the rich man ruler at this time, he was like, Psh. That's what I've been doing. Okay, but the word says, all these I have kept since I was a boy. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. The ruler was like, whew. He's like, you know, when he heard this, he became real sad, real sad, very sad. 
And he says, because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, you know, I, I could just imagine Jesus saying, can you say like, just, he's like, how hard is it for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter into the kingdom of God. Says those who heard this asked, well then, who can be saved? And Jesus is like, okay. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home, wife, brothers, sisters, parents, children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come in eternal life. At that point, what happened was, is the rich young ruler failed to see that what Jesus was offering him was more valuable than anything he could find in the world. And to give you a little backstory, this um, parables uh, is in Luke 18, and there are actually a couple other parables. And it's all actually written to the first audience, which would be the Jewish people. And God, God or Jesus is trying to get the Jewish people to see, listen, you know the laws. You may be successful, but none of that is going to save you. And so it's like, as a follower of Jesus, so as a follower of Jesus, we are so, so much, we are required so much more, or Jesus requires so much more of us. And this is so relevant to us today. So when he says keeping the laws, we can relate that to being, being a good person, right? We hear that a lot. I'm a good person. Or having wealth. It could just mean being successful, in this life. God requires so much more from us. He truly requires an ultimate full surrender, yes. Now, another hindrance to that yes could be God's goodness reminds us that he is the main character of the story. God is the main character of the story. In Genesis 1, 1 through 3, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now earth was formless, empty, and darkness was over um, the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Depending upon how you view your part in the human story can create another hindrance. Do you view your part as the main character or are you a supporting character? I feel like I skipped some of the description. My one point, going back to um, Luke 18, 28, I loved how Peter was like, um, Lord, so we've left all to follow you. You know, Peter wanted to be counted. He, he, he wanted to be known. I left, I left those things, so am I in there? He wanted to know if he was part of the story. 
When we put ourselves as the main character, we often find ourselves struggling with the sacrifice of what surrender takes. And we have a hard time giving a yes to his goodness. Uh, here recently, I have had, you know, we like to say some opportunities for growth. <laughs> You know, and when those opportunities presented themselves to me at the beginning, yes was not my first response. Okay, I'm just gonna be honest and truthful up here. I, I had a whole lot of responses. I had some tears, some sadness, some anger, some all kind of things, but it wasn't a yes. It was a like um, I don't know if you ever seen that meme where uh, it was this one actress. And she like gathering up her stuff, talking about you ain't got to worry about me. Like that's where I was coming from. <laughs> Be real. Because I had myself as the main character of this story of what God was doing. And one of the verses that really spoke to me was 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So I came to a place of being willing to be open, to remove myself from the main character position and again say, yes, Lord, what do you want me to know? How do you want me to grow? Because at the end of the day, it's about your kingdom. At the end of the day, it's about your story. The reality of it is, is that there is more freedom in our initial yes, in our continual yes, then when we, and we remove all the hindrance, we truly can understand and accept God's goodness. Our ability to give a proclaiming yes becomes that much more easier. And that brings us to our last truth today. God's goodness leads us to proclaim. What does it look like to proclaim? It, mean, it simply means that we speak out, we share. We share of his goodness. In Deuteronomy 32, one through three, it says, listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear, you earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain and tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is so good. He is so great. And when we have experienced the depth of that goodness, we cannot help but want to tell others. I mean, going back when I, I said like, if I was to truly tell you my whole story, 
just a little bit of it is, by the age of 12, I'd already seen two murders. It was not uncommon for Barbies and bullets to be in my same realm of understanding and knowledge of this is how the world works. The fact that I stand here today, the fact that I am who I am is because of his goodness. The fact that I can give love, that I can give joy, that I am uh, surrendered to him in understanding that I am not the main character of this story. No matter how bad and how hard at times my story has been. It's because of his goodness. It's because that he chased me before. It's because that he chased me during. And it's because that he chased me after. His goodness is so overwhelming that when we open up and we let it through, it won't just stay with us. It can't just stay with us. It will shine through more than anything that you can do in this world. And so I can imagine when Jen wrote this chorus and she was crying out, because it has been my cry as well. She said, with every breath I am able, meaning there's a willingness. As long as there's breath in my lungs, I'm going to cry out. She said, I will sing. I'm going to sing this determination that I will and I'm going to. You know what I mean? Of the goodness, of the goodness of God. Yes, I am. Because of the goodness needs to be repeated sometimes. We need to be reminded he is good. There is goodness. I am going to sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. This continually singing of his goodness, this declaration singing of his goodness. Again, these words I have cried out over the last probably six months or so as I've walked through many different things. And I come back in this remembering that God, you have been so good. You have been good in ways that I didn't even know you can be good. And let me say this. He is going to show up. Now, he may not show up the way you want him to show up. Right? But he will show up. Because he loves you. And he's chasing after you. He sees you. He knows exactly where you are right now. So there have been times that this song has been a prayer of surrender and remembrance. And there's been other times where the song has been praising and thanking God. I don't know where you are today. I don't know how you view his goodness. I don't know what you're struggling with, but I know he does. I know that he sees whatever you brought into this room. I'm gonna call up the worship team. He knows your name. There's a verse that just came to me, I didn't give it to them, but somebody needs to know, he don't just know your name, he knows every hair, or hair that used to be, 
that's on your head. Do you know how intimate that is? That every tiny hair, he sees it all. And as Wong was talking about, he's running after you. He knows your whole story. He's not ashamed. He's not afraid. He's running after you, saying, I know. Maybe today you are a believer. And at some point, you gave a yes. And right now, you may be in an easy yes season. And we praise God along with you in that. Maybe you're a believer and you're feeling like, I'm struggling with that yes. I'm struggling with, are you good? I mean, I know you're good, but whew, this is not feeling so good right now. What is he calling you to lean into? What truth is he calling you to say, I take that for myself. I take that into myself. Maybe you're in here, you're like, I'm not a believer at all. Or maybe I'm on the verge of wanting to give my life to the Lord and have a relationship with him. How are you being challenged to investigate by his truth? the truth of his word. My biggest prayer for you, wherever wherever you are, whatever you're facing, is that you will have a tangible connection with his goodness. Not just in this time or where we're gonna worship through this song again, but throughout the week that you would feel his goodness, that you would be willing to be open and, and aware of who he may be bringing to you or who you may be brought to because again it's not just about receiving his goodness but it's about giving his goodness we are going to have an opportunity to worship and I'm calling you to think of who you are what he's done and who are you as his son or daughter. Lord, I pray, asking, Lord Jesus, that you help us, Lord God, that you help us receive the word of your truth. Not my words, but the word of your truth, Lord God. I pray for every heart in this place, Lord God, that they would truly be just overwhelmed, impacted by your goodness. Lord God, whether they're on a mountaintop or they're in a valley, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that they would just feel an overwhelming sense of your love running after them. I thank you for all that you have been doing and all that you're going to do, Lord. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship church.